Hello, this is Paul Hollis. I'm uh, Neil Haley's uh, guest host today, and we have a great uh, author with us, uh, Candace Meredith, and she's going to tell us about her books today. Welcome, Candace. Hello, Paul. It's so good to meet with you. Great, great. Tell us how you got started in writing. It's interesting because I remember writing as far back as um, childhood in third grade. I wrote my first story, something about a duck and a cow and got a very good grade on it. And the teacher read it out loud in the class. And that was kind of a theme for me that I would write for class and it would be exampled, you know, for the rest of the students there. And so I've always kind of had a knack for creativity. And I ended up studying, you know, creative writing in college. And I've been writing since I graduated in 2008. Wonderful. Um, tell, well, tell us about your book series. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So my book adventure began with a collection of poetry. Um, some of the poems that I wrote for my poetry class, as well as some fiction I wrote was published in literary journals. And so I took those stories and poems and I made a collection out of them. So it, it felt good that something I wrote for a fiction course ended up published in the local literary journal. And that journal is Backbone Mountain Review. So that's my early on how I got started. And then from poetry and short fiction, I started writing uh, children's books. I have my favorite, which is Afterlife. I wrote Afterlife as a follow-up to my reading. Um, I, you know, I read every book that I could get my hands on regarding near-death experiences. So I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but there's Betty Eadie, Embraced by the Light, Todd Burpo's Heaven is for Real, Don Piper's uh, 90 Minutes in Heaven. And I was absolutely taken aback by the experiences of others. So I was in conversation with a scientist. And I said, I think that, you know, afterlife is a energy based, whereas, you know, physically it's matter based. And I said, maybe it's just a transition. Death is a transition from matter to energy. Well, she brought up the idea of thermodynamics and that says, you know, energy cannot be created or destroyed, but it's transferable. So I said, maybe this, maybe we're onto something. Maybe this is where evolution has taken us. And I said, possibly through the evolution of human consciousness, maybe death is not as permanent as we think, but is um, very much so a transition because it seems to be that the individuals who had these near death experiences, they, um, momentarily experienced a reality that was not like our everyday physical existence. So I got into this whole theme of matter versus energy, biology versus physics, and maybe one day physics will find a way to unite all of us together in one unified understanding of why we still exist beyond physical death. 
So I know that's a long answer, but I mean, I love to read, Paul. I read and read and read. I love a good memoir. I love a good nonfiction story. So that a lot of my reading has inspired my writing. Um, but wait, before you go on, before you go on, sure. I want to I know how you translate that concept of near death to yeah. children to a children's book. Oh, okay. So, um, afterlife is bringing together physics and theology. So it's science and physics, or I'm sorry, science and uh, theology in one book. And I'm trying to, you know, unify them so that they're complementary and not contradictory. I think that science can explain why theology in whatever method you believe it, but why it has the basis in our existence. And it's not just a fabrication, but that, um, well, Colton Burpa will tell you from his experience that heaven is for real. I met my deceased grandfather in heaven during my appendectomy and that is kind of what this book is bringing together the idea that you are going to transition from this life of um, physical biological matter to something of um let's see what energy just energy pure radiant light energy so when I was at a uh, book signing, I had somebody come up to me and they purchased Afterlife because her granddaughter lost her uncle and she didn't understand where is Uncle Tim. So she bought my book and she bought it for her granddaughter to explain to her why Uncle Tim was no longer with us. And what this book does is it says, he exists in this state of energy that is collective and the place that most call it is heaven. But I think it has many names. Excuse me. I really like the idea too of, um, I read James Redfield and he talked about Tibet and in Tibetan culture, they believe in Shambhala. It's kind of a Shangri-La. But if you can imagine this realm of radiant light energy where physical matter does not have to exist, that is probably our basis for what is heaven and why heaven is for real, as Colton Burpo put it. So I think we can uh, eventually gravitate as a society towards this unified theory, a collective theory of what's happening, what what this transition is causing. And this book, Afterlife, is written so that it transcribes to somebody who's five or six and has lost someone in the physical so that they can kind of grasp, oh, he's alive, but in heaven. So long answer again. Wow, <laughs> I love to talk about just fascinating, fascinating. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. boy. I that... would, and, um, I had a second uh, woman come up to me, and she was very distraught, and she had lost her son, and she bought the book as well, 
to, um, you know, just, just to read to her granddaughter and to say, maybe this is what happened. And, you know, maybe um, physical death is not as permanent. It is permanent. Physical death is permanent, but it's not the entirety of what's happening. Um, something interesting, Paul, in all the books I've read is that the experiencers say they met this androgynous being of immense light that in you know um that i can't think of the word that emanates emanates that emanates profound love and compassion for the person that had that experience and i'm like well who would this person be who would this androgynous being of white light be and i think it's in many cultures and many religions and many backgrounds all the way to hammurabi do you remember that like sanskrit you know right, right um yeah but has many names so paul what i'm hoping one day is that we as a society don't have to war or feud over our cultural beliefs that maybe one day they'll be unified and we can all be on the same page and all, um, you know, have this understanding. And I think the gateway to that happening is these near death experiences and all the books that are being written are so similar in that experience. And, Religious background is really inconsequential to how they're experiencing it. And it's experienced just almost in the same manner all across internationally, all across the globe, no matter what your beliefs are. So, you know, maybe we're, maybe we're on to something together yeah. as a society. Yeah, I, I, I believe that if you've made that transition just for, for kids, you know, from for them to understand that should be a bestseller right away so congratulations on, on actually putting that into into a, a children's uh perspective yeah well right. thank you i i yeah. did write a follow-up to this book and it's going to be published soon but um my publisher uh well he's currently in the hospital awaiting a heart transplant so i have started my own little publishing company called turning pages and I'm going to start, you know, publishing some of my own books while he is trying to um, survive and heal. And the next book is called um, Before Evolution, There Was Creationism. So I was trying to, to bridge the gap, not just about life after death, but about creation versus evolution. We don't have to say that because we believe in evolution, that theology, that it rules it out. It doesn't have to. It can be complimentary. Um, my son has this really cool t-shirt. and it's, it's Genesis. But it says, before God made me, he made dinosaurs. So why not, Paul? You know, maybe... Right. Maybe science is, is proving that planet Earth or the Milky Way galaxy or all the planets is, you know, uh, I think the latest consensus was 13.4 billion years old. It used to be 4.6. So there's a little mm -hmm. change there. But um, yeah, I don't think that scientific fact is ruling out 
the the theological beliefs and perspectives of you know numerous citizens in this world. Um, sure. I do hope that science will complement uh, life after death, why it give it provides evidence of evolution, and I think it all can come together. Great. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Wonderful discussion. So, and what other books do you have then? Uh, yes, sir. Um, I have my novel, Stolen. Mm -hmm. Stolen is a part murder mystery. There's a murder. There's a stolen memoir, which is a journal. And there is also a twist, um, which makes it part suspense. I'm actually having Stolen adapted for film into a psychological thriller. Um, it is my pride and joy. I did have some readers and, you know, I was sitting in uh, Barnes and Noble and I did a book signing and she took it to the cafe and she started reading it. And I was like sweating bullets, you know, <laughs> and she came by and she said, I, I couldn't put it down. So, uh, you know, I've had some really good feedback. Right. I had one person say, that book was awful. I was like, oh, no, what happened? She said, you're heroin. I just wanted to get her straight. <laughs> I said, okay, well, yeah, we don't always agree with the main character. So, you know, she still bought another book of mine. So whether you love Stolen or you're completely against Jolene from the beginning, um, you know, they have bought my other works. And I just think that's wonderful. And the screenplay is actually finished for Stolen. And I sent it out to a couple of producers. And I am doing follow-ups currently to find out if anybody's had time to read the script. But let me tell you, Paul, these people out there, they're busy. Very yeah. busy. Yeah. And, it, you know, even though I had 50 people that said yes to reading a screenplay of mine. And um, in my follow-ups, it's pretty, co you know, it's uh, pretty cohesive that they all say, we haven't had time to read it yet. Can you resend it? Great. So, Paul, I'm telling you, something with being a writer, it's, it's yep. just no off the bat. It doesn't happen overnight. And you really have to hang in there and just keep doing this thing. Yeah. Uh, what I like is the idea that... Um, have you ever heard Stephen King's beginning with Carrie, oh, how yeah. he wrote Carrie, <laughs> yeah. got 26 rejections, he threw it in the trash, and his wife took it out of that wastebasket and said, don't give up. So even the King was ready to turn in, turn in the writing pen at some point. And I'll tell you, some days you really question, uh, should I be doing this? <laughs> That's, that's great advice. Great advice for yeah, new, for yeah. new authors as well as old ones, really. Yeah, right. And, and I I imagine that the uh, producers are uh, and directors uh, are all really really busy now that the actor strike is over, so they can all start oh writing. Uh, and they yes. they they're all probably overwhelmed with uh, with new writings and, and new theories, new new mm -hmm. uh, serials, et cetera. So so yep. yeah, hang in there, hang in there. That's a great great place. And um, where's the best place to, to find you more about Candace Meredith and, and your books? Yes, I have a website. It's called Candace Meredith Books. Um, I also have a website for turning pages. So if anybody is interested in publishing, I'm looking 
um, for memoirs and nonfiction. I will publish some fiction as well. But yeah, Candace Meredith Books and my books are available on Amazon, Books a Million, Barnes and Noble, a couple of uh, little places out there that I've never heard of. So that I thought that was pretty cool. Your mom and pop you know, bookstore so that I just, I love it, Paul, you know, I'm I'm having a great ride. And it was Stephen King did say in his memoir on writing, it was a great book, good read. He did say, you know, no matter what, you just have to keep reading and writing. And I think that's, you know, that's good advice right there. You just got to keep going. Great. Well, thanks for joining us today, Candice. And uh, it was a pleasure. And, uh, and we hope to, to see your name in lights really soon. Oh my gosh, I hope so. (laughs) Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You have a great one.